Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Yeah, so... Oh, and by the way, everybody, welcome to uh, Citizen Frame. I am Kieran, the host, and joining me is Trevor, the usual misfit. Trevor, what's up? As always, Kieran, it's great to be here. So it is, and you there know, there you go. That's a lie, but that's no, cool. Not at, sure. not at all. Not at all. I have to say that right away because the last couple three podcasts, I've never said that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people know, especially the regular listeners. Exactly. So I mean, but we have some new ones. Yes. So we are now on iHeartRadio. Uh, yep. And We're branching FM, out. Yeah, an FM player. So yep. welcome you listeners um, from both sites. Um, we're going to be going. I don't know how it works with the FM sites, to be honest with you, but uh, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And tell all your friends about us as, as well, and your family. Yeah. yeah. Post yeah, about well, us. Something, something's going <laughs> on. Social media. You crazy bastards keep listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're picking up downloads, and yeah. and our followers are picking up on Instagram. So, guys, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, Definitely. So, for sticking with us, and uh Got some fun stuff coming down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, again, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. But we're here to talk. Uh, what you guys are all here to hear about is Rambo 2. The greatest film ever made. Or at least that's what I thought when it was 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny with this one because we talked Rocky Four in the podcast uh, a year or so ago. And... As from the podcast eyes, I love Rocky Four when I was growing. Yeah, up. absolutely. Same here. I wanted to be a boxer after genuinely wanted to take up boxing after watching Rocky Four. Yeah, and Lula loved it. Uh, myself and Chris appreciated it and loved Drago, and the boxing was brilliant. But it got to the point where it didn't work with the montages, especially when you see spinoffs like Creed, uh, Rocky Balboa, not Rocky Five. That was shit. And the, uh, the Rockies before that, they're so solid character-driven films where I thought Rocky Four was out of place. Yeah. So I couldn't give it the pass I wanted to. Still enjoy it, don't keep me wrong. Uh, Silly fun. Uh, yeah, but that shouldn't be with Rocky. Mm-hmm. We talked about Cobra not too long ago where it his one-line dialogues doesn't work, but it does work for the likes of a Chuck Norris or a Schwarzenegger. He was trying to fit in with the muscle action stars that were kicking in. And as fun as the film can be, and bad as the film can be, yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work. Stallone style. Because at this point, Stallone has already been proven to be an Oscar-nominated actor. Yes. With great roles from Rocky, Nighthawks, First Blood. Stallone can't really do comedy. Whereas Arnie uh, can do the sort of tongue-in-cheek, yeah. dry comedy. Yeah, yeah. He did Oscar, which I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. But, you, yeah, you're right. So, this is where this kind of started. And it always threw me off because I think we all agree, especially you and I, Trevor. Mm-hmm. First Blood is, I think, next to Rocky, Stallone's best film. Yeah, I t- totally agree. And, you know, it, it's you know, obviously it's the best in the, the Rambo series. But I also think it is one of the best drama films i know it's an action film as well to deal with the treatment of the vietnam veterans during that war but also on their return home 
it is brilliant stuff. Now with Cobra, you said, and it kind of stuck with me, Cobra, the ego, yes. got to Stallone a bit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows here. Yes, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll explain what happened. So James Cameron, we all know, don't have to mention, you know, don't have to yeah, yeah. give him his resume, wrote this. And he actually wrote it with Fresh Blood in mind because so there was a lot of flashbacks of these the POWs he saves, yeah. what they went through, kind of like what they did with Rambo on the first one, mm-hmm. and make it a more darker tale and more about the POWs. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the script that was given, and that's the only script James Cameron sent in. Then Stallone got rid of all that stuff yep. and made it more about himself and his, his drive. Yeah, and it shows here because the great thing about First Blood, first of all, Stallone was not supposed to be in this because Rambo was supposed to be dead. He dies in the novel. Yeah, he dies in the original one. Um, well, they obviously changed the editing mm-hmm. ending that is, and at least it showed his what he was dealing with with his flashbacks and stuff like that. So we got that. So Cameron was just trying to branch that out to more of the another POW's point of view. Which I kind of like. Yeah, Stallone did, didn't want to didn't want to address that. It's more about Rambo. So yeah. this is where maybe his ego started kicking in De- a bit. Oh, definitely. It was, it was around this period of the eighties that um, you know Stallone's ego was basically in outer space, and it shows in his films such as this um, Rambo three as well, Rocky four, which we just mentioned, and also Cobra, and I'm sure there's others. Yeah, and and at this time you had. A lot of uh, MIA films coming out. Mm-hmm. Because in the 70s, you kind of had... Well, in the early 80s, you had the Vietnam story. Yes. Um, whether it's through Boys of Company C, a film I really like, or Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. And then you had... Well, First Blood kind of tweaked it more to now on you know U.S. soil, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then you and then you had Uncommon Valor, which is a nice little film people should see. I really enjoyed that one with uh, Gene Hackman about POWs. You had uh, Mich- what do you call it? Mission Action? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris films. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, they were coming out. So the, he pretty much jumped on the bandwagon with Rambo Two. Yes, blood. and then you also had then later you had Casualties of War, De Palma, and you know Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Well, yeah, but those those were yeah you're right, but those are more war films. Where this yes. isn't. This is more. Action. Rescue, search yes. and rescue. Well, I was talking more about Vietnam film types in general, you know, because I remember, and this sounds weird, because even though we were from, you know, I was grew up in Northern Ireland, Belfast, and whenever we were kids, um, there was this weird obsession with all of the kids that basically I knew anyway for Vietnam and uh, the Vietnam War, but also Vietnam War films. Uh, obviously, this was sparked by the likes of Rambo and stuff. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, looking back, it just seems a bit strange because, you know, you know, Britain or, you know, Northern Ireland, Ireland had, had no involvement whatsoever in those wars. But I remember, you know, as kids, it was almost like a, an obsession with this, you know, um, Vietnam War and, you know. Um, but, yeah, I remember that growing up. And also, I have to say as well, American football was really big here at that time too. So, yeah, it's just, I suppose, it's sort of, you know, different types of American culture that always do transfer over here, you know. Well, yeah, I think cinema does that in general, though. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it, worldwide. Yes. It, it reaches a massive audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sad thing is, we talked about uh, Common Valor and First Blood. Yeah. 
which I think are, you know, Homecoming Valley is a little Hollywood. But I'll give you that. Patrick Swayze is in it. Well, <laughs> not wrong with that. But yeah, so Rambo 2 jumped on the bandwagon. They wanted to jump on the mission, you know, the more the Homecoming Valor, Michigan yes. Action kind of franchise. And, and this is where we got. So we're going to talk about Rambo 2. He's, um, let's talk about the opening. Okay. He's in jail. On a chain he's gang. In, while he's in a chain gang, working on the road chain. <laughs> was that that song? Uh, Back so, on the chain gang. I like the fact it opens with him doing hard time uh, for what he's done. Uh, despite us rooting for him in the last one, he yeah. kind of did deserve to do some time. Well, he was an anti-hero. You know, he, yeah. he was a brilliant anti-hero in the first one. And the sequels, to be fair. And we get a visit from Troutman, and he goes, you get a full pardon. <laughs> yeah. um, if we, we found some vets, and uh, we all we need you to go in is to recon, go in, make sure they're there. Just take photos. Just take photos. And he's like, what am I doing? Leave them there? We have to leave them there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. I, I forgot how bad you're <laughs> I mean, mine's bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> So long story, it's quite a simple story, which I think that's the problem. It should be a little deeper than what we're getting, mm-hmm. uh, because First Blood did that. There is flashes of, of depth there. there. Oh, yes, there is. And flashes of um, Cameron's original, more serious script. Now, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sort of segue a bit here, but um, I'll, I'll keep it brief. But basically, um, I, as an adult, I've always had sort of memories of Rambo 2, a film I absolutely loved as a kid and watched it repeatedly. I always had sort of as an adult. I always thought of it as a bit silly, but it's watching it for the podcast. It's not quite as silly as it's um, as it has a reputation for. Could, because there is some serious stuff there, looking about the, the, the treatment of the American government to their their well their own soldiers and stuff before yeah, and after and during the Vietnam War. It's funny you say that because. Beginning of this podcast, you all think we're about to rip on this. Yeah. I'm actually not. Same here. <laughs> I actually think it's not this body count over the top no. testosterone film that I remembered as it was. Yes. Yeah. It is off the, it does fall off the, you know. Especially towards the end. Yeah. It's more, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just killing everything. But yeah. there is a message here and I got it. Yes, 100%. So, and that's, I think that's more flashes of Cameron's original script seeping through. To- so when Troutman asked him, you want to go, you know, well, originally he thinks it's just to save some POWs. So he's like, yeah, man, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we meet the bad guy, Murdoch. I love Charles Napier. Oh, he's brilliant like- actor. Silence of the Lambs, Star Trek. He's, he's, in every, he's basically in everything. He's a character actor. He usually plays a douche. Yeah. Murdoch. Uh, he plays in this. Yeah. And I was waiting for you to bring a fucking Silence of the Lambs. You always bring that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he plays the cop. The, one of the cops that um, Lecter eats and it's a skip. Yes. That's right. He gets, uh, technically he gets crucified. Makes yes. him an angel. And uh, yes, and his innards ripped out. So when he goes and Murdoch tells him, all you need to do is take photo evidence and they get back out. And the reason they want Rambo to do this is because he was in this POW area and he escaped. So he knows the terrain. Better than anyone. Yeah. Better than anyone. So Troutman 
is pretty much on board because he realized this is the guy to do it because it's Rambo. And he wants to get Rambo out of jail as well. And he wants to get Rambo out of jail because he kind of blames himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just had the lines, though. Oh, yeah. Because Troutman, even in the first blood, Troutman gives the the cheesiest lines over any of the characters. He's like a sort of cheesy John Wayne type character, you know, the colonel type character. Yeah, the mentor, colonel, John Wayne sort of (laughs) guy. Yeah. You know, what you choose to call hell, he, he calls, calls home. home. <laughs> oh, it's pure. That's a pure line, yeah. And yeah. then when he accepts the mission, yeah. Um, this is, now this is, this is pure Rambo because this, uh, I know Commando came out the same year, but I'm sure Commando took from it a bit because mm-hmm. you had the whole dress sequence. Yes, so I. Yeah, the Bowie knife was so popular. The Bowie knife was so cool. They're on the plane. And he gets caught. Yes. And he's got to cut all of his gear off. Nobody can survive that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart from Rambo. Yeah. yeah. So he, he has to cut most of his gear. Yeah. Now, does he find most of that gear again? Uh, no. Uh, my impression was, at the time and watching it, was that he lost a lot of gear. So whenever he's actually in the jungle, he only has the, the bare minimum, like the knife and the crossbow. Well, he seems to come up with quite a bit of... <laughs> That's because he's Rambo. <laughs> You know? I mean, well, he's unlimited supply of grenades. Uh, oh, by the way, the grenade arrows are the fucking coolest thing in the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck and the death one. of the, the Vietnamese commander later on with the, you know, the crossbow. And yeah, it. I mean, it's just... It's, yeah. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. But here's where the problem I have with the film. I feel that he gets dropped in there, and it seems very easy for him to maneuver around. And there's a couple things I have a problem with because I'll give you an example. In the original First Blood, he didn't really know the terrain. Supposedly he knows this terrain. Yes. But, but he's been dropped miles away from his drop zone. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see more of him trying, like in the first more one. More of a struggle. More of a struggle trying to find the landscape. Familiar, familiar, familiarize. There's a scene where a snake pops up. It's so stupid. Yeah, and he grabs and it. And he grabs it. And it's it's a fake snake. Because Rambo's reflexes are even better than a snake because <laughs> he's Rambo <laughs> that, that was their way of, he knows the terrain yeah like, that's just stupid no yeah. I mean the fir- give us something it was a bit rushed yes you, you, I mean you just want to that's the that's one thing the, the playing time here is like 90, 90 something minutes yeah I, I was actually surprised at that because I looked at, at the, the runtime before you know re-watching it for the podcast and I was well, I always thought that was a bit longer that's a bit short you know I will say this do you know what this, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me here. When you watch this film, especially like the cool stuff, like when he's camouflaged in the dirt. Yeah. And he opens his eyes. Booby traps. Ones. I fucking love that shit. Bar, I mean, this movie was obviously a staple for Predator. Yes, 100%. Because I think Predator takes a lot from this film. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That, that basically, Predator is Rambo with an alien in it. Yeah. Know? Um, but also, as just on that, that sort of note, um, watching this, you know, for the podcast, um, Rambo Two, um, I was thinking to myself that this film is basically eighteen, but for grown-ups, eighteen for adults, in a way, you know, certain aspects of it, you know, helicopters, explosions, guns, boom, boom, you know. Well, wouldn't that be more for the kids? No, that's what I'm saying. Rambo was um, basically eighteen for adults, you know. 
What do you mean? If that makes sense. It was like, no. it was like the A-team was for kids. So for me, Rambo was more, certainly, uh, it was more sort of, it was like, it was like an episode of the A-team, but done for adults in a way. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Co. Uh, yep. She she been written out. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I think she's a good character. And um, if not, it would have been even more of an ego show for Stallone. Uh, I think she was... Yeah, I quite liked her. I've, I've always quite liked the character. Uh, okay. It does get a bit cheesy and melodramatic. Um, you know, especially her death. I'm, I know I'm laughing, but it's less like... You know, <laughs> you know uh, it's like, Rambo... I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're getting, wow. We gotta. We might have to edit that little. Uh, wow, we need some phone calls on that one. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> wow, that wasn't me, everybody. I'm the professional here on yeah. the podcast. But no, no, I did laugh. Or, or it does get a bit cheesy and melodramatic, and and the love sort of aspect of it, the romance aspect of it, does feel a bit contrived. Um, you know, with the uh, I do love the cheesy lines by Stallone. Um, you know, but um, expendable, you know, all this here, you know, um, and she's like trying to reassure him, you're not expendable, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I, I quite like the character, and she did have a point, there was a point to her. Yeah, to get him out when he gets caught. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they get to the uh, the boat, and they're going to betray them. Are the pirates? The pirates, because they hire these pirates to bring mm-hmm. him to point A to point B. And they see, uh, he's like, hey, yo, what happens if a U-boat comes? <laughs> and then the Japanese guy, or sorry, the Vietnamese guy goes, uh, uh, we prepared, we prepared. Yeah. And he shows them a rocket launcher or whatever That's it is. right, yeah. And it's Russian. What the fuck are the Russians doing in Vietnam in this film? I don't get that part. Right. Um, well, well, there's a couple of reasons. Um it's basically because... So that, that's Podowski. Podowski. Well, it was basically made during the Cold War. So, and, and, and very... Basically, Rambo 2 and Rocky 4 are basically forms of American propaganda against the Russians. I mean, that's pretty sort of um, out there. But um, Vietnam um, was originally a communist sort of state. Um, the Russians at the time were communists. You know, the former Soviet Union, USSR. So they were basically communist bedfellows. In reality... And that's how they sort of explain it away in this um, film. Because the Russians would have seen themselves as the sort of the leaders of the communist world, if you know what I mean. Um, Including all the other communist countries like Vietnam and stuff. So it does make sense. It is a bit sort of convenient. um, But it does make sense in a historical context, um, you know. Especially with the fact that Americans, uh, America was at war with um, Vietnam. So obviously... With communist Vietnam, so obviously the Russians would have had Vietnam's corner. Okay, I suppose. So. I, I, I can accept that, no problem. Much more. Yeah, than I know, but I wanted a little more. Why is Podowski there? Yeah, it, it makes sense in the context of the era and the history. You know, there's um, some really good dialogue <laughs> with the Russian. Oh, oh what, no, what when, no, when when uh, he's talking, he's kind of bonding with Cole. Yes. And uh, she's talking about how she wants to move to a quiet, better life. Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll go to the U.S. I'm like, not lately. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, it goes back to the propaganda, you know, how the U.S. is, you know, this sort of, I don't know, um, sort of utopia and stuff. And how, you know, basically. Well, you know, I guess 
maybe where she's coming from, I can kind of see oh, yeah, it. But yeah, Aye, the Western but, world, the free world type thing. Yeah, but he says a line, and it's something I can't remember. What? Oh crap! It's so good too. Yeah, he goes to survive a war. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to become war. You have to become war. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, well it's, it's almost as good as um, the what do you call it? You know, um, Richard Crenna. You know, Troutman's one earlier on. You know, what he calls hell, what you call hell, he calls home. You know. Yeah. But my favorite line is later on whenever he actually gets captured by the Russians, and just a second before he escapes. Oh, that's the best line. We'll get to it. We're gonna to get to it. Save it. We'll get. Oh, let's do it. We'll get to that. That is my favorite scene in the film. Yeah, it's just and it's actually really fucking good. Actually, I fucking hate Murdoch so bad at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they escape the uh, the boat. Uh, they get they get off the boat and they. I love that. Out. See, when I was a kid, that was fucking. I absolutely. So you see with the music and all, love the love the score. Um, you know the well, same score. same composer, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I remember absolutely. You know, when he does the the dive off the boat, like the raft. Well, and then, it, this is this is not this part yet. Oh right, sorry. Yes, this, yeah. Yeah, we're at there. They drop them off their point. This yes. is where he gets captured. Is, yeah, later on, movies. he does the dive off the boat. Sorry. So yeah. I like this part because I like the I like stealth games. You know, one like Splinter Cell and all these you know video yeah. games. So I like the ramble we get here because he's going in slowly. He's taking each one one by one. He's yeah. quiet and manipulated. He just knows. He, he just knows what he's doing. It's really cool. It reminded me of when he took out the cops in First Blood. Absolutely, yeah. So I I like that paying homage to that. Mm-hmm. And I just love like the, the use of the arrow, the shooting him in the head and stuff. Yeah. And then when he gets to a POW, he, he cuts him down. Yes. Um, he's pissed at this point because. He was told that this base was supposed to be empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just had to take photos of the sort of base or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that there were camps there. He yeah. wasn't supposed to find anything and certainly not bring anything back if he did. Uh-huh. Um, this is what you're talking about, how America... We, the great thing about First Blood, they kind of showed about how, in all fairness, American citizens treated uh, Viet, Vietnam, uh, uh, Vietnam vets. Yeah, oh, they were treated you know? tremendously. But here... It's how the government is treating them now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and pretty much, this is where we're at. The government so, basically shit on them um, by sending them out to that horrific war in the first place. But also, whenever they come home, they were treated awfully. I mean, I have you know family members in America. Who, who, um, well, one family member who was a Vietnam veteran. Yeah, and, you know, so yeah, it was. I mean, these guys were just ordinary. In reality, these guys were just ordinary working class guys. Who went and fought for their country, and then then came back and, and were, oh, accused of all sorts, and you know, spat on, and you know, as Stallone says in um, First Blood and stuff. It was, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive at the time, or I was very very young, but yeah, it was brutal their treatment. Yeah, so, yeah, and they do they do kind of well. They kind of the great thing about this this one is that they dealt with kind of what you were saying because Stallone talks about that in the first Rambo, mm-hmm. especially when he gives the big speech at the end with Troutman. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a great scene. Um, mm-hmm. This one deals with, like I said, the government aspect. So yes, I like the fact they did not, they did not copy and paste. No, yeah, that, they went to a different direction of of how these. Uh, and I think that was Cameron. Yes, that's Cameron's take on hard percent. Yeah, Cameron actually wanted to go deeper, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But they went this way, and you know what, guys. This first act when he when he takes his POW out, 
And then he goes to the boat, and the boat gets attacked. Yeah. And he goes, and he takes the gun turrets <laughs> and, and kicking anyone's ass. It's awesome. It's yeah, brilliant. it's brilliant. And he it, dives off the boat. He dives off of the POW. Yeah. It's, and the, the music and all is playing. You're like, see, see, as a kid, see, as a kid, I'm, you're fucking cheering. There's fucking, you know, goosebump, goosebumps. I was still up for it, talking about it. I'm like, totally. yeah, go get him. I'm still a kid. I'm a big kid, you know. I'm like, get that fucker out of there. Yeah. He deserves to home. get home. Get him home. Mm-hmm. But this is where it takes a turn. Yeah. And this is, I know the second act of this film becomes more, you know, yo, action. yo. Action. Action. Over the top but, action. But it deserves it. It gets a pass. And the reason it does mm-hmm. is why he gets pissed. Yeah. And I, as a kid, when you're watching this and... You're just enjoying this, the gunfire. You don't, you don't, you don't fully really, get it. Yeah, you don't fully get it. But when he's being chased with the POW and Co. and they're trying to get to that helicopter, it's a brilliant scene, brilliant shot. They're they're landing, and he's right there. He oh, just land. Yeah. And uh, Murdoch says, "Abort, abort the mission. We can't take Cove any POW. We can't the, take. Yeah. We can't take any POWs. Yeah. Um, this we can't. We can't do this. And you're right, Martin Cove, Karate Kid fame." Martin Cole, the pilot. Yeah, he's, he's also in Last House on the Left, playing a bumbling cop. Uh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> he just took us out of. There's a random reference there. Wow. Before I, had. I say Karate Kid, which everyone knows. You give us cop number two, in Last House. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, it's not. It, 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 it's funny because I want to go back to this character, the pilot. Yes, is played by uh, Martin Cove. Yes, and. God, it seems like he do, he wants to land. He does, he does. He he's on Rambo's side, but but he yeah to a certain extent. But he is is sort of decision making is overpowered by his loyalty to Murdoch and the government. Basically, well, basically. he has no he has no choice. Yeah, I mean, you don't you can't disobey him. Well, he he was basically he's basically he was basically the um the sort of cardly version. Cardly in the sense that he would prefer to obey, obey orders than do the right thing. He was like the sort of cardly version in that way of Rambo, you know? Yeah. Because they're around the same age and, you know, they're built like shit brick houses, you know? Whereas Murdoch was just a bureaucrat, ultimately. A yeah. politician type. That's why I thought when, when Stallone punched uh, Martin Cove in the face when he gets out. Yeah. You kind of like, did he deserve that, really? Well, I think he deserved to take in the bake, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, I, I but guess I, I think um, Rambo could have killed him, but he didn't. So yeah, he deserved it. He deserved at least um, a punch in the face for you know siding with Murdoch and, and obeying orders. You know. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but I'm probably overthinking it. But yeah, he's he's left there. Um, Co. Now Co. Escapes. Yes. And it's him and the POW are mm-hmm. thrown back into the POW camp. And the big oh, the, oh, the pig swamp. Yeah. Yes, with the leeches. Oh, the leeches and the Russian. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see Stephen Burkoff. I'll give him a yep. shout. Um, we talked about Cobra, how that was the original Beverly Hills Cop script. Yes. Well, Burkoff was the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, he was also a bad guy in um, uh, 2013 episode of Doctor Who. 2012 <laughs> oh, episode of Doctor oh, Who. damn it. Called the part of three, he played oh. like this mad alien from another dimension. Sorry, I, had, oh, I couldn't resist God. it. Even you, when I saw him popping up on the screen, which knew he was, I hear me. I've got to keep this one for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> you need so much help. I know. You need. 
you need so much help. We need, yeah. we, we got to get you off Doctor Who. I don't know if there's like a, a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Who Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is where we meet uh, Podowski. Yes, the big bad. Um, yeah, I liked, I mean, I, I liked the torture Burkhoff's scene. a good actor. Yeah, Burkhoff sells it. And I do like the big henchman he got. You always got the, the, Aye, the quiet henchman, the big brute. He reminded me of Zanjeev from Street Fighter 2, the arcade game. And I think I have a very, I would suspect there's a chance that Street Fighter 2 based um, Zanjeev, the character in that arcade game, on him. Well, maybe. You never know. Rambo, probably had, like I said, with Predator has a lot of influences. Yeah. You know? Um, so Podowski has told Rambo that we've intercepted your transmission. Yes. We know that you've been fucked by your own American government. Yes. Barkov's brilliant in this scene, by the now, way. When, yeah, it's a good scene. Where he tells him, what's he want him, what's he want to tell him? I can't forget. He asked Rambo to, to, obviously he calls Murdoch. Yes. He gets Troutman and Murdoch on the little CB thing. And why, he must, he, what's, he, what, what, what's he supposed to say? He's basically, um, as far as I um, know, or far, as far as I uh, could work out, it's basically he has to phone Murdoch and say that he's been captured, and it's like a propaganda coup for the Russians. You know, we've got your man type thing. Okay, you know? gotcha. It's like so rubbing. It's, too- it, it's like rubbing it into the Americans. Oh, okay, but you know? two things they don't realize: Rambo's never going to say I've been captured. <laughs> yep, and he's never going to stay captured. They also don't realize that Murdoch is his number one enemy right now. Yeah, and this is <laughs> the best part of the film. Fuck! It's a brilliant. It's just a brilliant. brilliantly delivered. Yeah, yeah. But even the build up, whenever he goes into the microphone, and um, oh, Murdoch's blabbering away. Oh, we're coming to get you, Johnny, or whatever. Or, you know, Rambo, and um, Rambo grabs the fucking mic, the microphone thing, and squeezes it tight, so tight yeah. to see his fist. You got gotta give credit to the sound editor for that. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. This is after he's been tortured, electrocuted, and all sorts. You know. Yeah, and this is where it becomes. This is my this is my playground, bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Troutman's talking to him, and yeah. we get you, we get you out of there, John. We got you back. Yeah, and Murdoch, Murdoch, you there? <laughs> and then once Murdoch goes, oh my god, I'm so glad you're alive. That's what right. a he's a weasel asshole. bastard. I yeah, and he just yeah, you're right. Grabs the mic and he just says, "I'm coming for you." Yeah, that's right. We're coming. It's, it goes. I'm we're coming, coming for Murdoch. Goes. We're coming for your Rambo. And then he goes. Goes <laughs> basically no Murdoch. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. And then he just smacks the mic in the big guy's face. Yeah. Gets the POW out. Just and chaos then begins. And, then, and, and, and then we should say, mayhem. this is why Cole was a necessity. Just mm-hmm. Cole was the one who he's actually able to escape. Yes. Because during this time, Cole, remember that Cole was underneath the floorboards. Yes, that's right. So yep. he sees her. So he knows this is his chance mm-hmm. to be Rambo. And, uh, she aids in the bedroom, and, and yeah. it is a good scene. That's why she is good Absolutely, in it. Yeah. She's good, a good little actress. I mean, She's the actually... action set pieces, and, you know, th- this is a good script for, you know, for a, for a Rambo film, you know? There's no, t- um, you know, there, 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 and everything makes sense and works. Um, you know, you know, there's a point of, you know, you know, everything, you know, and, and you know, the, all of the characters. Now, um, regarding, like, the characters and stuff, you know, Stephen Burkhoff, while he is, he's very hammy in it, and he's a bit of a pantomime villain. Villain, he is very good though, and he totally yeah. sells it. Yeah, I mean, he's a is he Russian descent? Burkhoff? He's British. He's English. Is he really? Yeah, that was close. He always plays a Russian. He always plays a Russian. I think oh, that's he's, right because he's English. 
He's English, I think, of Bellio's cop. Yeah, it's basically he's the, the generic sort of um, Hollywood rent a European bad guy, you know? Yeah, rent a European. Get Burkoff. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, are you looking some sort of crazed Russian or Brit to, to like go up against Sylvester Stallone or Bruce Willis? Hard Burkoff, you know? Here's the scene with Co that kind of hurts it a bit. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate because I think she, desi- she deserved a better ending. Um, you pretty, you pretty much know. She, like, you pretty much know she's gonna get it yeah. in any kind of film. Yeah. If you say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to America with you," yeah, right there, that's the same thing. If you're a veteran cop in a film and you're gonna say, "I'm gonna retire," I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna live off my pension, because the minute she walks out, she gets gun turned by a hundred billion. By the way, she would make me laugh. She wouldn't be speaking. By the way, she'd be dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. She wouldn't be speaking. She'd be. She'd yeah, <laughs> but but there is a certain there's a certain like I don't know it is cheesy as it fuck is. basically. Yes, yes. But there is a certain tragedy there because she thinks Rambo shot her. You, what? She. My understanding now. I may be wrong, but because she has her back turned to Rambo, and I remember thinking this as a kid, and it sort of backed it up on this rewatch. Um, my I could be wrong, but there is a, there is a certain suggestion there. That she feels that it was Rambo shot her? No, because when she's dying, she doesn't say anything like that. She does. She says, you killed me. She goes, Rambo. That's what the impression I was doing earlier. She goes, Rambo, you killed me. Watch it again. No way. Did she say that? Yes. Watch it again. I, now, unless I've completely misread it as a kid and as an adult, my impression was that, because she's her back turned... Um, whenever she gets shot, uh, as that she thinks that Rambo shot her and killed her. Watch it again, again. Like I say, I cannot confirm that, but that was the impression I've always had of that. Scene. Well, that that makes her death better. Yes, hundred percent. That's what I mean. It adds more weight to it. Yeah, it's, it's I was tragic. laughing because I thought it was I love you. And they're all best friend. They're making out and stuff. Yeah. And then she gets blown. She, blown. But no, she she say, I think she does say I love you. But yeah, it's like in the yeah. Um, but she say she. I I'm almost certain. Um. Uh, as softly she says, Rambo, you killed me. Uh, anyone listening to this podcast should check that out. I'm very curious because that explains why he gets pissed beyond the beyond belief. Oh, it, it adds to his. Well, he was already pissed to be. No, far. no, I mean that explains where he. I mean, there's a scene after she dies. He takes her necklace, her jade necklace, whatever, yes. and then he buries her. By the way, it's the, the fucking burial ground is like a fucking mountain. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he wore he wore a necklace in the third one. Yeah. And he's squeezing the dirt. Yes. Maybe that's what he with the bow and arrow. I don't think that's what I don't think that's what he got out of it. But I gotta watch that again now. I, I, I as a kid, that's what I always believed. Uh, I could be misreading it, um, but I definitely think it's at very least suggested. Um, and um, and again, it adds to the sort of dramatic weight of her death. I it's just a bit, there's just something corny about her death, but as well, it makes me laugh every time I see it. Maybe well, it's see, just I will laugh maybe, now. Maybe it's just because I'm a sick fuck as well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, that I give you. <laughs> but uh, it don't, there is a certain dramatic weight to it. I mean, her 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 death, her performance as an actor, you know, in the death scene is a bit fucking ropey. Yeah, um, it's a bit silly and a bit laughable. I think that's probably what it is. Um, she, probably, she probably said, "Ramble, they killed me." I'm almost certain she says, "You you you killed me." She speaks softly, and it's not hundred percent audible. Uh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. That'd be interesting because that's an interesting take that he's yes. blamed for. Again, that could be Cameron. Yeah, yeah, Cameron definitely got the darker tone stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, again, we go back to you. This is where he's like, dun, 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 yeah. dun. It's like, brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's, you know. it, it, great stuff. The camouflage in the dirt. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Popping out of the water with the arrows. That's always been taken now. Yeah. You've got all these stealth mode kills. I love yeah. the fucking the scene where the, they drop the napalm. Yes. And then he's just slowly running and diving to get away from that napalm. Yeah. It just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's just kicking ass. These grenade arrows. Brilliant. <laughs> the cornfield scene. The cornfield scene's brilliant. And the cornfield he gets, when he, uh, when he sets them up. Yep. Brilliant. And uh, um, how, he, how the Vietnamese commander guy, how he eventually gets it. You know, and even the stuff whenever he rescues the POWs, and you know they're fu- they're fighting back as well and stuff. It's it's gloriously eighties, it's gloriously cheesy, uh, over the top violence and all. I thought it was brilliant. I still do. I, I did back then. I still do. Well, you know? I, well, reason I like it because it's not this. You know, we talk about cheese and all, and that's fine. We'll get it. We'll we'll have we'll have it. It's um, not choreographed, but as well. But it's it's smartness of Stallone. Everything he does, yeah, you can see him doing. Like yeah. he, he cut, he kills the chicken, or whatever it is, or goat, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I can't remember. And he puts the blood, and he uh, makes it look like it's his blood. Yeah. yeah. So he, all the bad guys go into the cornfield to follow the blood, That's and right. they find out they've been ambushed, and they, he sets the place on fire. Yeah. Um. It's just it's cool, and then some of the POW start helping him, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um. And he takes him in the helicopter. And then yeah. obviously this is, and this is a cool scene. I, I love I, I, this I, scene. Are you gonna say about with, with the the gunship? Yeah, the I, Russian I, gunship. Yeah, I forgot about. He's pretending, he's pretending he's unconscious. Yeah. So when he's Brilliant. fighting, when he's fighting Perdowski and mm-hmm. they're in the copper uh, chopper and they take a hit, so Rambo knows he pretty much has to land, mm-hmm. but he lands and he pretends he's dead. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's Perdowski's pretty. about to shoot, and he shoots. He wakes up. The rocket launcher. You know. That's so cool. Yeah. That's such definitely. a cool scene. Now, I remember. T- Tay, when Tay gets it, you yes. mentioned it earlier, when Tay gets it, yes. he's the one who gets it with just the born arrow grenade. That's <laughs> right. He just explodes. <laughs> I love a good explosion on the Yeah, person. oh, uh, yeah. It, it's pure, like, over-the-top fucking death, you know? I mean, obviously, yeah. Rambo went even more over-the-top with the third and fourth films and the fifth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this is where it all began, essentially, I as the think- franchise. He didn't go over the top of the fifth. That was a that was a disturbing one. The fifth is like a fucking it's like an old exploitation horror film. No, that that's re- that's Rambo. You're thinking of Rambo four? No, no, Rambo five. With no. the where he goes to Mexico. That's not an exploitation. That's an ex- that's a I'm talking dark, about disturbing little when he goes. Yeah, I'm niece. talking about the gore in it and the violence, the intensity of the violence. But he had to because he had to. Go, oh, we're talking. About, we might do that one because I think yeah. that's underrated. It's called Last Blood, I think. Um, I no, enjoyed it. Um, but oh, nowhere near as good as the previous Rumble films, but I, I think it's better. I think it's. Right? I think that is the best one. His first blood. Yeah, I'm gonna give Rambo. Two, I quite like the fourth one. I like all of them. Yeah, absolutely. But, I actually. You know, I mean, they're, they're not crap, but I'm sorry. Last Blood is a lot more underrated and just mm-hmm. such a disturbing. Sex trafficking his niece and yes, yeah, so I mean, it's a serious, serious subject. Yeah, but, but there's serious subjects addressed in the fourth one as well in Burma. Oh, I, come on! I I think that's that's so hidden with all the crap. But I, I mean, it, it's a fucking you know, film at the same time. I mean, he literally rips a guy's fucking throat out. First blood is more. I think the last blood is, goes back to its roots, where it's more independent. A one bit man, more, yeah, a it's bit more, more grounded. Um, so that's why I liked it. But anyways, mm-hmm. we're here. So Rambo, yeah. So, we wait. So, 
when he goes to give up his big, you know, comeuppance. Yes. Murdoch's and he blows the whole place away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and, brilliant. Uh, he just he just shoots the place up. And Murdoch's trying to save face. Oh, I'm so glad you made it. You got to realize I have I have I have I have I got to take orders from people too. You know. Yeah, and Charles um, Napier is brilliant as Murdoch. It has to be said too. Yeah, yes, he is. He, he's great as smarmy. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Stallone gives his little speech. I want what they want for our country. <laughs> the the yeah. the. The obligatory yeah. speech, you know, and then you have that cool. I I love the song at the end. And that's you know who sings that, right? Frank Stallone in it. Yeah, his brother. His brother, brother sings. Yeah, yeah. But again, more um, St- Stallone ego, nepotism. You know, get the brother oh, on board as well. I, there's a great, there's a great documentary called. But it Stallone is good. Yes. On Amazon Prime. It's yeah. called Stallone, but it's about Frank Stallone. Right. Yeah. And it's how about how he's kind of piggybacked on his brother, and he's a nice yes. guy because he's in Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guys who sing around the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because he, he's he's, a, he's actually a very he's in quite good a singer. few. He's in quite a few of um, Stallone's films, and he's done his own stuff. And yeah, seems like a pretty down to earth guy. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's cheesy song. There's a long way. Peace in a time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember yeah. the call, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Peace or no life. Yeah, and, and he just got he just got done. I love seventy five people. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pure eighties par ballad, you know, cheesy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, great fun at the same time. Now I remember my 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 granda. Right, whenever I was a kid, I repeatedly rented this film out on video and, and watched it and watched it. But my granda, um, who was a World War Two veteran, um, fought in the Royal Navy. Um, I rem- I always remember this day him coming in, and um, just as I was in mid watch of Rambo Two. And it was around the scene where Rambo, towards the end, where Rambo rescues all of the POWs from that, you know, um, prison camp. And I always remember my granddad's words to me. Uh, he sort of sat down and watched it. Here he was. Do you know that is so offensive to the real prisoners of war and the real Vietnam veterans that, you know, fought in that war? And, you know, some of them, you know, survived, some of them didn't. And, you know, at the time, I was like to myself, ah, what do you know? You know what I mean? This is like the greatest thing ever. You know, the greatest film ever made. But I can sort of get his argument now as well. You know what I mean? Because yeah, no, I, I can understand that. But at the same time, I always like to go by, go by hey, it might not be. It's fiction. It's fiction. But at yeah. least they are, they do have a point. Yeah, oh, and absolutely. It might, well, and it. it might have people go mm-hmm. look up about POWs and what they had to deal it, with well, and what's I did. going on. I did. That's my point. Personally, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter how you got there. It's yes. just, as long as, long as you're, you're, you're you know, okay. educating yourself of, of what's what really happened. 100%. And also, we know, because, like, you know, even as a kid, we know uh, uh, that this isn't real. This is, obviously, it's based on a real life event, the Vietnam War and stuff, but obviously this is Hollywoodized, you know, fictional take on it. But there is, you know, obviously the serious stuff there as well, which I, I, it has to get credit for. And, um, you know, it, it's, and I, I'm guilty of it myself as, uh, as an adult as, of um, looking back on Rambo 2 and saying, yeah, it's, but with a smile, affectionately saying, yeah, it's over the top cheesy silliness. Yes, there is a bit of that. But to its credit, there is some of the serious stuff that we got in First Blood there as well. Yes, and keep in mind, guys, they, they could have the got... fucking plot in Rambo 3, but. You know. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't. They, they didn't want to do first blood again yeah. so they had to do something different so they did a different take on it and i yeah. applaud them for trying something different is yes. it first blood not even close guys i would not love to read cameron's original script yeah well i'm sure it's out there it's probably um, somewhere but at the end of the day it's not that cheese model 
that I thought like Cobra was or Rocky Four. No, definitely it, not. It it has it's a little more grounded and it does have especially when you bring up Co. I gotta hear yes. that again. That she thinks she mm-hmm. took said he killed her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'd be oh, that'd be interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Follow up in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what she, what happens. Yeah. Let me know because I do know just your take on it because it, there's ambiguity there. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. quite clear either way. Um, but I have to say as well, for me anyway, it's by far one of Stallone's best films as well. Uh, I would I, I'm not gonna go that far with it. Uh, I, I, I don't mean in terms of acting and stuff, uh, but but in terms of pure spectacle. Yeah, no, it's 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 a solid film, guys. I mean, uh, it's up to par. For, well, not up to par, but uh, budget wise, uh, I think it believe it was fifteen million was First Blood. It made one hundred twenty five. This was forty million. It made three hundred million. So uh, both films did very very well, and they both kind of go in a different direction, which I yeah. kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, and the cinematography is gorgeous. Jerry's Goldsmith's back. Yep, yep. yep. We're introduced to. Uh, George P. Cosmatos, who would go out mm-hmm. and do Cobra, Tombstone, Leviathan. Brilliant you know. supporting cast as well. Yeah, good supporting cast. So, you know, it's got a lot going for it, guys. And it's not brutal. Um, no. Actually, I think First Blood's a little more violent because it's... It's, more, it's more grounded. Yeah. When the context take... of the violence in, in the first one is more believable. Yeah, because he's got to hurt cops. He doesn't yeah. want to do it. And, you mm-hmm. know, and it's... it's Yeah, they're both... I like when they when they do a sequel and they go outside the box. Yeah, and they've done this with this one. It's so, basically, you know. in, in a way, come back to the Cameron connection. In a way, um, First Blood is like Alien, and um, Rambo Two is like Aliens. Yeah, that's not a bad way to look at it. They're two different films. Yeah, uh, yeah. one's uh, one's a more grounded. Sort I think of one's serious. more of a drama thriller. Yeah, it is. I have and never this looked one at is more of. Action, action drama, from, yeah, just like Alien and Aliens, yeah, or exactly. but with, um, yeah, and you know, it's yeah. I mean, I loved this film as a kid, as I said, and you know what? I still have a. It'll always have a special place in my heart, as fucking corny as that sounds. It always will, because it's fucking ramble. And this, yeah. this is one of the films uh, from my childhood that made me fall in love with films. Well, there you go. That's Ramble done. Um, I, I was scared going back to it because I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm pleasantly happy that it's I sta- actually... It st- still stands up. still stands up. Exactly. One of the best action films of the 80s. <laughs> well, this week has been active, as I told you in the beginning. iHeartRadio, FM Player. Uh, we, uh, we're now, I think, 80% of the market. It's pretty good. Yep. We're going to take it. I don't know why... Yeah, so if you kind of t- try to turn us off, no matter where you go, we're going to find We're going to find you. Like Michael Myers in Halloween. <laughs> That's right. And we're we'll not right running. behind you. Yeah. We're just going to take our time. We're going to invest all your homes. Yeah. Infest. Infest. Let's say invest. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Uh, but listen, guys, we do appreciate it. A lot more followers on Instagram. At Citiz- um, so if you want to follow us or add some comments on Instagram, you can certainly do so at CitizenFrame underscore podcast and a usual go to Facebook. We got some fun stuff coming up. We are going to be doing uh, Morbius, and of course the big one, Top Gun. Yep. Um, and then we're actually thinking about it. We're gonna we're in early negotiations, which that means yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> the Friday Thirteenth, the entire franchise, mm-hmm. uh, which would be fun. But uh, Trevor, you're busy. You got a couple big things coming up, I believe. Yes. So yes. we're gonna be talking about Phantasmagoria magazine should be coming out. 
Yes, the brand new issue is now published. It's a brand normally special. It's now available throughout the world from Amazon and also from select stores like Forbidden Planet and Belfast. Um, now, we are having an official launch at ChillerCon um, convention in Scarborough in England. Um, and at that same convention, I have also been very flatteringly invited to chair a panel about podcasts. So, yep, it's all happening. So, obviously, Citizen Frame will be at ChillerCon. Yeah, that was a last-minute add-on, which is kind of cool. I won't be there. Mm -hmm. I'll be busy sending autographs um, wherever I go because I'm always hounded by our our fan base. Yeah, (laughs) and our fan base. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) all three of them. Um, (laughs) And one of them's me. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, Trevor, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining in. Have a good one. We'll talk soon.